0: Not how we're gonna start this, start it started like this. Happy Saturday, happy Saturday, Travis, if you're still there, if you're watching, I want to show you something crazy, I just found this, you know, when you clean up your house, you're, you know, I was looking for something, and, and I found something else, we'll see if you can pick it up, but I, I watch your kids on Instagram, you know, and I see them skateboarding, you know, and probably around this age, so, let's see, if this will get it, okay, this right here, and for the audio world, this is me at probably, um, I want to say like seven or eight, probably eight years old, with a Tommy Guerrero, uh, Val Peralta skateboard, and some Vision, uh, streetwear, um, shoes, these friggin' neon blue things, and I am doing some kind of wall- like, boneless, like, I'm jumping off a wall, and I'm doing a boneless, uh, <laughs> like, a little kid, you know, and that was in front of my aunt's house, I totally remember that, and uh, I'm on vacation this week, so I might go skateboarding just for fun, you know, because um, I've got a skateboard, and as long as I have fun, that's all that matters, you know, um, anybody that, that skateboards knows that, like, you can take it too seriously, and that's what you know, kind of competitive skateboarding is, is when you, you know, and you don't even have to compete with other people, but you sometimes compete with yourself, anyways, this is, uh, what does it all mean podcast, it is Saturday night, uh, what is it, April 30th, the cat's coming back in the room, life's semi getting back to normal, The aliens might be coming soon, what's up Brian, what's up NFT, Ron, Antoinette, everybody, what's going on, the cat is here, one of them, this is my Thai tea for the night, the only way that I can express myself and relax, Thai tea, but yeah, uh, Skateboarding is definitely, uh, you know, when you have fun. The last time I I really skateboarded, I I skated with a professional skateboarder, and he just showed me that, like, instead of being so, you know, uh, crazy and trying to do big things, it's more about just having fun and, you know, building little lines and kind of... It's almost like surfing, you know? Once you find your little lines, you start to... Just build upon these tricks, and they don't have to be massive, they can just be clean, and you can do just a sick kick flip. And sometimes it's fun. So, being on vacation, this might happen, and I might do a couple extra shows this week just because I have time, depending on what's going on. But,
1: uh, how's
0: everybody's week been going? Just exactly, style you know, sometimes somebody can just do an ollie right in front of you that's, like, just perfect, and that's just fun to watch, you know, and I remember when I was skateboarding with the pro, I just got this tattoo, so my adrenaline was pumping, but, uh, he was just doing simple tricks, but just so, like, perfect, you know, and here I am just trying to, like, you know, do, like, some just ridiculous Smith Smith grind to... shove it out to fall on my ass you know because I'm just trying to show him that I'm, I'm the man when that's not being the man it's just defeating yourself and uh I used to live in Laguna for a while and I think the best time in Laguna that I really had like I uh look at this if you guys can see this this is my cat right now and this is my Lego land she is just up there like Godzilla. And for the people that is watching this on audio, I have a Sphinx cat just destroying my Lego creations and eating them and yes, this is what's going on here. I spend hours upon hours. If anybody understands Legos, you know, that's painful, but it's fun. So uh, in Laguna, like the coolest thing was like I lived in North Laguna, so I would just get on my skateboard and I'd put on some headphones and I would just start to to cruise down uh, PCH and there was just so many different like spots and even spots where like Mark Gonzalez a skateboarded and like all eat off like these fat gaps and just all these different but while all these cars are rushing by, so it's like a total rush. It's almost like uh, it's almost like being, you know, once again in the ocean, you know, but you're in the ocean of like just once again doing these lines and 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 creating little just pockets and and after a while you know after living there for like six or seven years I was just able to just uh start at my house and end up all the way down my main beach in like five minutes and it was just so fun because I could just you know hit fat gaps and and carve through people like through town and by the time the cops hit you it was already uh you know you're already gone. But good morning, good morning, Julia I hope everyone's doing well You know, I'm not here to sell anybody any shit either I'll tell you that I'm not here to sell you anything Like, you know how you meet these Instagram people And the first thing there is just like Can you do something for me? Like, I don't want to do shit for you I don't want anything from you (laughs) That's just the truth I don't want to give you a reading, and there's nothing against people that are into readings and and tarot and all that awesome things, I think it's fucking rad, like, Johnette Naponatalo, she does these, like, tarot readings every day, I listen, I listen, but, uh, as soon as somebody wants to give me a reading, I'm just like, no, my future's, you know, mine, and I create what I want with it, you know? So maybe one day I'll get into tarot cards and I'll get into crazy shit, but as my cat tears apart my Legos, I'm staying away from it, staying away. I like to meditate though, that's my tarot card, meditation as much as possible and I say that and I try, but it's hard, especially with the cats running around. So alright, let's get into some topics, this is uh, episode, I think, 10, season 4, I'm Jimmy Lewis, what's been going on in the week, you know, uh, e- Elon Musk buying Twitter, you know, I see some people are happy about it, and some people are disappointed, and I could give two shits, I don't use Twitter, I mean, if you found me through Twitter, cool, but uh, I don't really use it. I don't, I'm more of an Instagram person, and that's why we're on here, uh, but, uh, you know, it's hard to rate somebody, you know, just from a couple actions, and, you know, I've talked about Elon Musk in the past, and the strangest thing about Elon, let's break it down, how the, how the fuck did he get hooked up with this Amber Heard chick, you know, and I'm sorry for saying chick, I gotta get rid of that, how did he get up how did he hook up with this Amber Heard girl, you know, woman, you know, it, it trips me out, you know, I mean, Johnny Depp seems pretty damn cool, Elon, on some level, has to be cool, uh, and then, you know, it's weird how these high celebrity people run in the same circles, you know, so, uh, Julie says she's got a horrible cough and cold and cough. I'm, I'm sorry about that. I've been trying to stay healthy as much as possible. Ever since COVID, all that shit scared me, you know? And, and now, no matter what, like, I'm I'm, all, I'm on tons of vitamins. Like, I'm ridiculous with my vitamins. This is real. I take magnesium. I'm taking, look, because I'm, I'm in my 40s now. I'm taking vitamin C just on the daily and when I don't take it, I feel it, I'm taking turmeric with, with I don't even know how to say that, like cur, cur, curcumin, whatever, I take it all, I take it moling trying to stay alive, and then I'm dodging people too, you know, like, if people try to breathe on me in any way, I'm like, get the, and people do, you notice that, people walk up to you and they're just, they start talking in your face and and I think if anything we've learned from the pandemic it's take two steps back <laughs> it's very true it happened to me today and uh, even though they can be your best friends you know you just don't know what what is going through people's body <laughs> and believe me I hug people and, and you know I'll say hello but uh, I've always had these protective barriers already and now I just think that it's even worse, so, you know, stay healthy, take vitamins, stay away from people, uh, stay, uh, concerts, that's, that's one thing, this is one topic, you know, concerts, concerts are back, everybody's rushing to concerts, I want to see Nine Inch Nails, that would be awesome, I read the set list, fucking amazing, you know, uh, but I just feel, you know, getting in close contact with people, it's a hard thing, so I've been trying to stay away from that, and I don't know when I'll go back to concerts, I don't know when I will be near stages again, until I feel that it's completely safe, you know, I don't know what you guys feel, but it's tough. But I think you went to a concert recently, Julia, and that's why I feel, you know, that's the thing being around people that's just shit it's hard we're, we're a bunch of contagious people aren't we we're a bunch of contagious <laughs> human beings I don't know if it's good or bad you know one thing I heard uh, recently is, is Johnny Depp uh, Howard Stern talking about Johnny Depp and And, uh, how he thinks that Johnny Depp is pandering to America and the world through, uh, the lawsuit, and, uh, I mean, I get his point, but, uh, I don't know, man, like, I kind of get Johnny Depp's point, too, where, you know, uh, she single-handedly, you know, took that guy's career and ruined it, and he's got nothing because of some slander, basically. And that's unfair. Uh, You got some amazing Paul Weller photographs last weekend. Going to concerts. Gotta be careful. Vitamin C up before you, you know, you go to those concerts. Jack White's coming here to uh, Southern California uh, really soon, and I really want to go. So here's my... uh, what's my, my contradiction, I'm, I'm contradicting myself, when I say don't go to concerts, but, like, that's the thing, when you love an artist, when you love something, it's like, it's so cool to, uh, to see it person, in person, you know, and I, I personally got to play music today with a whole bunch of my friends, and, uh, we played for three hours straight, and it was just the, just the best high, and, and uh, I still don't like to get close to them, you know, I, 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 I I won't get close to them, I'm still at least 6 feet away from the the band in the room, and even though we're closed off, we just have bigger rooms, so just stay away from people as much as possible, I know it's hard, but I think by the time 2025 comes around, all of this will just snap back into normal, and look how fast a 2022 has gone by, even though it's so sad that a million people have died. You know, it's gone by and we're all striving. We're all living. Keep going. Everybody, just keep going. And you want honesty? That shit scared the crap out of me. COVID, all that scared me. I thought I was going to die. I really did. I thought I was going to die. And that's just real. The, the, the lady, uh, you know when it hit me? When the girl from uh, the, the, the the Detroit Cobras, when she died, it hit me hard. Because she wasn't feeling well one day, I heard, and then she was dead the next. And she she was playing shows, they were playing shows, and and it was most... look I, I feel, I don't know what the reports are, but I feel in that situation, when you die quickly like that, you know, so... What's more important, your life or, 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 or shows? And that's the that's the hard thing, you know? And I definitely want to see Jack White. That's the problem for me. I love his album. And uh, Julia, I got one of them from uh, London. It finally came. I think it's... Uh, look, this is how much I like this album. And uh, since I promoted it on the um, Spacefire Records... Room on Facebook. I'll show you guys. This is probably the Vault series. I'm part of the Vault membership. This is all blue vinyl, and we're gonna nerd out for about 30 seconds. This is blue vinyl, total blue vinyl. Boom, Vault package. If you guys aren't part of the Vault, boom, you're not getting that. Then, I don't think I've ever had three copies of the same record. This is the Target version. Little slightly different color Because I think the moon is a little darker, right? Or out, sorry Boom The moon For everybody in audio uh, Bill That's listening on on audio bill the, The vault was totally blue Like clear blue Now I'm looking at a Moon looking record Which is like pearl white And just fucking gorgeous Okay Then the last one the last, last one, this was from Target, by the way, Target, now, the one that came from London, all the way from, what is it, Rough Trade Records, boom, this is like a, a, a marble, uh, what's it called, it has a name, Astronomical Blue, Astronomical Blue, oh, and I just think this is such a beautiful album that, like, it's worth three records, and, uh, I really haven't fell in love with too much new music lately, and, and uh, this definitely has been one of my favorite albums. So, anyways, yeah. Okay, I'll get into some, uh, some stuff that, like, it's not appropriate for kids at all. But this is what I heard is happening, and uh, this is stuff that like they'll ban you for, for talking in certain countries, and that's what this show can be about sometimes, right? Uh, And it's also a bummer. It's not the happiest topic, but I talked about it in band practice, and uh, I just read this article today where uh, the war that's happening, you know, we all know the war is happening. There's people just, just the war, war is getting crazy and so one of the topics or things that I read was, um, a story that covered, uh, the soldiers basically going into the towns of, like, Kiev and, and the places that they destroyed and starting to, uh, what's the word? I'm not going to be vulgar, uh, because I don't want to be vulgar, but, uh, tried to genocide the people, and so, like, decimate the people, and, uh, turn them into them in the most horrific ways, and hearing these stories come out is, uh, it's really sad, you know, and it really bummed me out, because, like, I'm, I'm playing music today, and just trying to have a good time, knowing that there are people just, as I'm talking, as I'm, even now, you know, it's just happening, like, as we're hanging out here, right here, Fez quest seventy three and and press a post. All of us, Julia, as we're hanging out right now, there are people that are just getting killed, and and for what? And, and my bass player, she told me straight out that like eighty percent of the Russian people feel that uh, it's justified and it's good, and uh, and I think that's because of the propaganda that they're um, you know receiving and not hearing the stories that like I read today you know, and the stories that are coming out are just the most sad, depressing things that I've ever heard in my life, and it hurts my heart, and it made me want to stop playing, and we actually stopped playing for like 10 minutes, because we had to talk about it, and get out of our system, because it's just, you know, uh, and I even told everybody, I'd join the war, I'd go, you know, just because, it's like, it's unfair, it's really, it's unfair, anyone that's just trying to take over other land, their own personal game. They're shitty people. So if you're in Russia and you're watching this and your people are telling you that it's all good and, you know, you're doing this to denazify people with a Jewish, you know, president, doesn't make sense. So stop the fucking war, man. Stop the fucking war. End it. I heard it's supposed to go on for years. I don't know how that's appropriate. I feel that through these social media devices, Uh, people are sooner or later on TikTok, on Instagram, are going to see the truth everywhere, and uh, it is a bummer, for sure, it really is, it's like, uh, you know, I've said it before, we just come out of the pandemic, and all of a sudden, now we're facing World War III, and the, and the, the threat of nuclear war again, again, this week, we had the threat of nuclear war And, like, it's really hard to just sit and play music and and have a good time when you're like, holy shit, but here's the good thing, everybody, and it's not going to happen, but if it does, if somebody decides to press the button and you're sitting anywhere remotely close, the bomb goes off so quickly that, you know, you're vaporized and you you don't feel anything because it's so quick. And that's scary, but it's true. So, but it's, isn't it crazy that we have to talk about that this season? Like, this whole season's been about the war, and I think it's kind of hard not to. You know, Johnny Depp, the war. You know, it's, it's just. In actuality, who gives a fuck about Johnny Depp? You know, to me, I think the, the, the Ghislaine Maxwell shit should, should have been more publicized so we could have seen what they're really up to once again. You know, but they won't advertise that, they won't show you that. Anyways. For
2: us, the Anyways. On the drum
0: kit, Mr. Luke, he ain't God, I, I miss uh, Joe Strummer. He was the best, man. Anyways. That dude, that dude was radical in himself. Joe Strummer. Nukes make no neighbors, right? Fuck. And that's just the thing. Someone rolls up on you and just wipes out 80,000 people, three hundred. I mean, the technology they have now, believe me, they just, if they hit something, California, done, everyone in California, dead, done, you know, they, it's just a whole thing, it's a horrible thing, it's like that War Games, you know, War Games, and ironically, I, I watched the trailer for that this week, I watched, you know, uh, Matthew Broderick I watched the trailer to that, because it just, in the back of my subliminal head, I probably thought that, uh, you know, that's what's going on. But, you want to hear something stupid? Radical? I think if, if, uh, if somebody really did, shall we play a game? Okay, I'll take it to this level. I actually tried to go to my iPhone and change the settings to that voice, shall we play a game? (laughs) And I wanted my Siri to be that. And I'm like, that's like a million dollar idea. But, uh, I feel that if it really happened, like all of these, um, all of these devices started to shoot up into, you know, say these nuclear weapons hit. I feel that those, uh, those little tic-tac devices that you see that we now know about, uh, I think they would probably activate and come out of nowhere and probably disable all of those, uh, those those bombs. Because I think there is a definite higher species watching over us once again. And my friend Charles, uh, he's he's like older me, he's a just this physicist, like just this is a great guy, he's retired, uh he's not, I don't know if he's business, but he's on the level, he, he always said, he said, how do you, how would you, con- how would you contact ants, how would you let ants know that you're alive, you know, and that just stumped me, and I'm like, you'd step on them to let them know, that's the only way, I mean, how, how else, ever else, you know, and I feel, or you can protect them that way too, you know, like when those stink bugs, like, fall over, this is another analogy. When the stink and I, I gave this to Charles. When the stink bug falls over and you look at it on its back and you're like, oh man, you know it's going to shoot that shit out of its ass when you mess with it. But if you do, he'll get back on his, his legs and he'll get back on his journey. How many times have I flipped that that little bug back on it? a lot? So doing that is also uh, a sign of you know higher consciousness, and and I think uh, I feel. That realistically, I feel that we're protected by these these higher beings because I feel that there's too much to stake at seven trillion people going on eight trillion people. I feel that like we're really kind of worth something with all of our energy. I know it sounds stupid, but, but with you know the energy that we all have. I feel that it's like a almost like a clone army. You know, the Order Sixty Six. Like somewhere, I feel that like they could do that. They could just. The the higher power, the 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 people, we're the ants, and they're us. They could just uh, order sixty-six, and all of a sudden, somehow, we're gonna stand to attention and fight off the uh, the evil that be. Because whether you believe in the devil or whether you believe in good or evil, whether you believe in Sith or, or Jedi, there's definitely that good and evil kind of powering, that yin and yang, the universe coming together and. Good and the bad, and, and I, I believe that's real. And some things are universal, and uh, you know, different species in different parts of the galaxies they know about love, they know about fear, they know about you know, certain things. Certain things are universal, they know about pain, uh, loss, and curiosity. All these things are universal, but I think we're searching, you know. But I think the fear part also comes into to play as well. like a Palpatine thug. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Right? Is, is that what's happening? Is there just, like, is, is Palpatine, is there, like, are we just fucking part of the clone army and at any time is, is, you know, Palpatine's just gonna do the Order 66 and we're ready to go? Because, you know, since we're already there, I've heard about the, the, the real concept of top, like, top secret, um documents being leaked about the galactic federation and and this is i think they've been on shows and before people would mock it but but now all this stuff is out and it seems legitimate and the government's backing it up so it's like holy shit there probably is a galactic federation and uh you know gene roddenberry met with uh one of these psychics uh I forget what his name is, but uh, someone who'll probably help me that met with this, one of these psychics, and Alistair Cromley, I think it was, and uh, and he gave him uh, these secrets. Like you know, he said one day there's going to be communicators like our phones. One day there will be you know warp drives and all these things, and that gave us these ideas in the Galactic Federation you know, the, and Gene Roddenberry in this meeting was just writing all this shit down, and uh, I, I saw this on a television show, and I was blown away, and, and also some of the people from like Pac Bell were there, uh, some people from like I think Boeing, all these people from different uh, worlds of industry before we really had uh, major information highways, and all these things met with this supposed psychic, and all of a sudden they started laying tracks to uh, the civilization that we have now. That's the concept anyways. You know, who am I to say? Who am I to say? Who knows what's real, who knows what's fake? But 10.30 on a fucking Saturday night? I'm not ready for that Order 66. I just want to hang out with you guys. (laughs) Uh... It was uh, Wayne Kramer's birthday today, uh, it was also Lollapalooza's 30th anniversary, so uh, it's pretty crazy. Uh, the first band that I really recall since it's the 30th anniversary of uh, Lollapalooza was was Sing Lush, this band Lush, and uh, they were from, I think, London maybe and uh this is a 92 or 91 i think 92 and they just came out one of the opening bands and just so just loud and and awesome and different and almost kind of like the smiths and uh i was 15 and i looked up there and thought wow i want to do that i remember the wah pedals i remember their guitars i remember them just Dominating and I was like, I deluxe, dude. Yeah, you know it. I love this. See, yeah, Lush was it for me. Like, I fell in love and I fell in love so much that, like, there was another, like, band in Huntington Beach, same dynamic. Like, I'm not kidding. They ripped them off totally. I don't know the name of the band, but they were awesome. Uh, there wasn't, I think they were all Asian. Uh, there, Lush isn't all Asian, but this band was an all Asian girl band, and uh, I was like, I fell in love just because it was just seeing the power of uh, females, just power of anyone, but I, I love to see just women fucking dominating on any instrument. To me, it's the best, because it's like Kung Fu, you know? Uh, the the Kung Fu that I, I have studied in my life was developed by a woman, and it's, it's uh, more flowing than than uh attacking. You know, uh this woman named Slim Wing Chun and instead of just all these karate punches, she was more just deflective and and uh would push away people and deflect them like you're swimming. And I think that you know seeing Women play music is so much more interesting to me than uh, you know guys. I mean, it's fun to watch guys. Don't get me wrong, but they're more all aggressive and have to show off and this this masculine bullshit. And you know, some don't. Some are really you know don't care. But uh, it's all. I think that's the one thing about music. It's all genderless. You know, it's so it's so. I think when people start playing, they're they're real identity comes out, and there is no male, there is no female, but just that pureness with the music, you know, so, yeah, I love Lush, I'm not gonna lie, uh, I saw them twice, because I snuck into that Lollapalooza twice, and, uh, yeah, 30 years ago, some 45 dude Irvine this was at Irvine Meadows in Southern California it was so life changing like and then I remember Perry Farrell saying something like uh, you know don't go back to work like quit your job like I didn't have a job at that point I don't know what he was talking about you know (laughs) and so I I didn't Mm -hmm.
1: I did quit my job i was always like
0: i get it i get it can you play for love by love Jimmy. Yeah, you got good taste. I don't know a lot of people that that um, know Lush. They, she's in a new band, La, the lead singer, and I think they're with a whole different. Um, it's like a super group, like all these different people from like different bands of united, and it's pretty good. I forget what the name is. It's like starts with a P, but really good, but I love Lush, Lush was my favorite, but Lollapalooza was amazing too, you know, like memories, I did three shows about Lollapalooza, so I won't go over it, but quickly, what do I remember, Uh, Jim Rose Circus Sideshow, these people just pouring shit on their, like, hanging things from their nipples, and just balls, and all kinds of crazy things, and swords, walking on swords, and uh, Mr. Lifto lifting things with his nuts, like, I remember crazy things, I remember a lot of piercings and mohawks, seeing mohawks and piercings for the first time and tattoos in Irvine, because Irvine in Southern California is kind of like a suburb, very sheltered, but also like suburb of Los Angeles, and, and uh, so all of a sudden these punk rockers came with these mohawks and these earrings, and I was like, wow, these are the people that you see on the documentaries! Yes, Mickey, that's it. So, uh, yes, yeah, she's amazing. Uh, so, yeah, it was, I can't believe it's 30 years ago. That's three decades ago. Uh, but I remember it changed my life completely. You know, I remember Steve Perkins, and I think this is in '91, though. He, they jumped out, uh, Jane's Addiction was playing, they did this great set, and then they, they'd trip away to end it, they just jumped into the and just disappeared like they were ghosts, it was the coolest shit I'd ever seen, really was, you know, I I was there, I was there, (laughs) you know those people, they're always like, I was there, I was there, I saw Billy Idol walking with two girls, one girl here, one girl there, uh, at UCI at the Creatures show in 1992, and like people just parted like the sea as Billy Idol just walked through, like he was just, just God, and like I was like, wow. So, this is a 1984 shirt, right? With the matching lone hat shirt, uh, hat, you know, third eye, and yeah, the fact that this. This book is uh, banned um, in—I don't know what—banned in schools. It blows my mind. How do you ban a book, especially a book that shows you how bad people that are controlling things can be, and how you know out of control it can get if you don't, you know, watch them, and uh, because they'll start watching you. Hence the eye, and hence you know, the freedom of speech that we have right now, that's kind of the whole point of what does it all mean, the other eye right above me, as you can see, look, now we got the third eye, three eyes coming through, 1984, you know, you kind of get it, right, that's what it's about, and speaking from the third eye, boom, that's what it's about, you know, this is one girl, she broke my heart, we weren't dating, but... I would speak at a coffee shop, and I've had coffee, I've had tea, I can't do drugs, so I have to just sit there and be sober, and this girl said to me, I don't like you. I'm like, why don't you like me? And she's like, because you talk too much, and I was like, oh, broke my heart. There's nothing wrong with talking, as long as you're having fun, but there is diarrhea of the mouth. If you have something to say, of course, say it, you know, but the Dalai Lama you know and buddhists believe that there's diarrhea of the mouth and, and i never like to uh just go on about nothing you know if i do that's when i end it sometimes i end the show like in 30 minutes sometimes 15 minutes but when i have nothing else to say and you know that's it so i don't like to talk just to talk but that person hurt my feelings If you ever watched this show Know that you hurt my feelings (laughs) And now Every time I talk Even before I speak I'm like am I talking too much Because that girl at the coffee clash Told me that I talk too much And secretly broke my heart Anyways Right Say it don't spray it What's going on What's going on happy Saturday happy Saturday I uh, I read this fact that uh, that uh, older adults such as myself as we get older we don't know when our uh, when our dehydration level is, is gone, like, we don't know when, uh, we need to drink water, which, it just blows me away, because, like, I, that's a weird thing to lose as you get older, you know, that's a really weird thing to, to get, so I, I got dehydrated, you know, talked about it on the show before, but it was because, uh, I had a, um, what's the word, a, uh, a drug to counteract, the vaccination that I had, so I got dehydrated, um, but the point, I think, to everything is, oh, yeah, checking my pee, that's totally it, you know, and where did this come from, I gotta pee really bad, but I got about 10 more minutes of <laughs> the show, so I won't, but, uh, as we get older, we lose that, and, and yes, if it's white, you're gonna go, if it's brown, you're gonna die, and, uh, I watch some of these shows that, like, you know, you're, uh, like, I shouldn't be alive, right, and I just couldn't imagine being out in the middle of nowhere, and just not knowing that I need to drink water, you know, I already, it's hard enough, you know, buenos noches, uh, yeah, it really is, it's the body's way to give us a visual, exactly. Strive
2: against
0: the, the body talks to us; it really does, you know. And it's just sad that it's taking me all this time to learn. And uh, I tend to abuse it sometimes, you know. Like with the Thai teas, I can't have one Thai tea; I gotta have seven. But on top of the seven, you know, here, here's one big ass water. Here's another big ass water trying to drink it all you know and trying to stay hydrated and my friend Liz she tells me not to drink these I know I shouldn't something's wrong with everything but uh the body is an amazing amazing machine you know so hey now so yeah that's the thing I gotta pee but I won't I'll keep it going I will keep it going I think the more you do listen to your body, you know, the longer you have, you know, time to live on the planet. See, that's so tough for me, you know, 20 ounces, uh, you know, 20 ounces at, uh, when I wake up diana that that is like that is hard you know like oh but i know it's you know it's tough someone told i was too loud at the gig last week of course my best friend told them to f off probably you know stay away from people that's the best advice drink water and stay away from people stay alive, stay away from people, it's so bad, but that's the that's the 1984 of me, right, uh, I feel, even though the pandemic's over, like, now that we have the war, it's just still creeping in, I feel like it's still creeping in, and I don't know when I'm not going to be able to take this shirt off, I'd rather wear, like, a, a happy shirt, like, I was wearing Yoda before, but I'm not feeling Yoda, I'm feeling the 1984 still. I'm feeling like there's a lot that could be done, yeah. <laughs> What's your birth year, my friend I missed it, I missed it. What's your birth year IB24X Oh no, I can't do this though No pun
2: intended Okay What did I miss? What did I miss? Your birth year Oh, 1984
0: uh <laughs> duh. That's a crazy year to be um to be to be born. Uh need, need to knit him a sweater, heck yeah, do it. 1984, that is that is a crazy year. I'm 76, so uh you know, I'm that like bicennial bi, bis, bicentennial baby. You know? So 200 years before, I guess the country was this country was put together, but yeah, that's a trippy year to be born in. And what a good, of course, you'd have to like read that book if you're born, you know. And that year, that's a that's an awesome year. It's like a kind of like a paradox, you know. Is it real? 84 was the best in San Francisco. Fuck, 84 for me, uh, god. I want to say maybe, how old was I? I think it was like eight or something. Maybe ten, eight. I was eight. It wasn't the greatest year for me. I think that year I was in this gnarly car accident and I went through a windshield and I think I died for like fucking, I think I died for like probably 15 minutes and then the, the paramedics came up and then they pulled me out of my desk. Like they pulled, they, they brought me back to life. And uh, true story. And uh, I had a head-on collision in the rain going to see the circus with my aunt. And my aunt was driving straight and this lady just came from the wrong direction and smacked into me. And I was eight years old and my seatbelt wasn't on and I, my face hit the windshield and then I hit back underneath and then I was like, just pretty much, I think I was dead because I was just cruising to a different place. And uh, that's one of the reasons I started the show too, just to talk about these type of things that people don't always talk about. And, uh, and then I was just cruising, like I was heading somewhere else and, and uh, I felt really comfortable, like um, the most kind of sedation you could ever have, but also just like swimming in a sea of, of uh, black matter. You know, and I felt like I was safe and warm, and wherever I was going, I was, I was, it was okay. And then, uh, boom, I was like, something brought me back, you know? I don't know if it was smelling salts or the, the, uh, the electric shock, I couldn't tell you. Um, uh, but then I woke right up, and, and then, you know, then boom, there was like blood going down my face. And some paramedics just going like, "Don't move, kid. You're gonna be in the ER. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna be in the hospital soon. And if you move, you could have, you can be paralyzed." You know. So I, I had a weird experience, and then I looked over and I was like, my, "Is my aunt alive?" And they're like that was the first thing I said: "Is my aunt alive?" And they're like, "Yes, she is." So '84 was definitely a defining year for me as well. You know, it really uh, was a change for me. parallel lives uh, I was in a head-on 2 Dancing Queen was on the radio trip out, Diana, that's a that's crazy you know my antenna, definitely, I need it on this feather that's a trip, right head-on collisions are no fun so, uh you see the slash that goes through this right here you can see, uh for the people that are listening to this through the audio who i appreciate because i've been having a lot of listens i have a uh kind of like a deep line that goes through the front of my uh eyebrow and that's because i went through the windshield uh and it cut this part of my eyebrow off and if you need to see how I, I lift it up right there and how there's no real eyebrow right there whoa that's crazy huh there's an eyebrow here there's no eyebrow there that's because that's where the, uh, the cut went. It went through my face like that when I was eight. But they were, uh, since the surgeons were so fucking rad, they were able just to stitch me back together and, you know, like, oh my God. I remember it. I remember being eight and I remember them, one doctor just, like, taking his hand and telling me to squeeze it when it hurt, you know? And uh, I was eight, and like, I just had to be this brave little shit, and my, my, my mom was on vacation, and I was staying with my aunt, and my grandparents came, and my grandma said it was okay for me to go the surgery. Holy shit, it was like an eight to 16 hour surgery, and then I went in there, and they just like, you know, I grabbed the hand, and they just started putting my face all together, you know, I really appreciate that, Diana, you know, uh, but I'll tell you this, this is honest to God story, like, when I was a kid, you know, like, I had this super confidence, you know, I was like, I could get anyone, I'm a ladies man, and I, I really thought this, right, and then as soon as, and I was, but up until eight, and then as soon as the, uh, as soon as the, the accident happened, then, uh, you know, I looked like Frankenstein for, like, like the 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th grade, like, the scar was gnarly, and uh, I still had glass on my forehead, and I remember one of the kids, Noah, he, uh, he, like, would make fun of me, and I we got in a fight, I remember he punched me, and when he punched me... Like punch me in the head And I'd stop and I was like hey bro like, Give me a second and I'm like You knocked the glass out of my head And then I attacked him and it was really bad And I shouldn't have If Noah's ever listening I'm sorry Noah That was really bad of me to attack back But anyways So You know all these things happen to make us better people If, if this didn't That thing didn't happen The accident I would like I wouldn't have done the show ever you know, because when I was swimming in that sea of black matter, my, my true consciousness, my true identity, it was so dope, and wherever I was going, I wanted to keep going, and, you know, to stay in this world, to know that there's, uh, something else out there, like, this world's gotta be fucking rad, too, to want to stay here because I know it's on the other side well at least for 15 minutes I did because I was out for 15 minutes you know I wore a bandana like Axl Rose for four months in the sixth grade oh hell yes Diana says hell yes uh, okay okay you know I'm in a band right and at that point uh one of the songs Eyes Like Betty White if you look on the the cd cover and if we ever get our shit together and release the the record of eyes like betty white i am sitting between my great-grandmother and my grandmother and i am wearing uh, a guns N' roses shirt and it's not the typical one it's like it's like a really crazy one like where there's like the heads they have these guns N' roses heads i think it is and uh yeah i used it as the um as the cover you know and i was 12 and i was wearing these death metal boots and I was really into uh, what's that into that kind of music like into glam music for about 10 minutes and then my friend Lisa came up to me and said here's The Cure listen to The Cure and The Creatures and then I saw my first concert and that was The Creatures and uh, it was rad which is Susie and Susie and the Banshees and uh, her her ex-husband Budgie and seeing that was like amazing at 12 you know no yeah 12 Everything. at least there are wonderful human beings like you in the world vice versa Juliet vice versa vice versa I think having my face all jacked up though like that at a young age and seeing the way that people responded you know to me and how people were super nice before that and then sudden they sort of call me Frankenstein, it made me realize, like, it's not very nice, and there's a lot of shitty people on the planet, and I identify with the people that are more, um, what's the word, that, uh, have to deal with the, the, the bullying, or the bullshit of other people, like, I, I just identify with those people a lot more than I identify with the bullies, you know, and, uh, the greatest story that I got back, somebody sent me a message, and they're like, Okay, you want to know this skateboard right here it got stolen from this guy Jeff somebody and and, uh somebody this guy came up to me stole the skateboard and uh Jeff Bailey and uh there's nothing I could do about it he punched me in the stomach and took the skateboard and I guess I was at this school rancho and I saw this bully coming up to um some younger kid and stealing a skateboard and i guess i walked up to the bully and like i think i punched him in the stomach and then i said leave the kid alone give him his fucking skateboard back and why did i and i didn't remember this did not remember this ever and i shouldn't be sharing this story but it fits and then the guy told me he goes he goes hey man, like, you're, you're a solid guy, I hope you don't, know, like, I hope you remember that this happened, that this story happened, and I didn't remember it all, and when he told me about it, like, fuck, it still didn't bring me back, but then it, what it did bring me back to was this story, of the, the, the blue Jeff Grosso skateboard, okay, and Jeff Bailey stealing this from me, so I totally thought, oh yeah, that happened, I did that because I was so scarred emotionally by losing that skateboard that my mom worked her fucking ass off being a single mother, you know, and I knew that that $120 was not coming back anytime soon, so uh, what's ironic is I put this whole thing on Facebook for a while, and then someone's like, bro, don't be such an asshole, and then they sent me a link to the guy. that that bullied me because I named his real name like I think I did earlier and uh, they were like he just passed away like a month ago and I was like oh you know I felt really bad I did I felt bad so Jeff, Jeff so and so that stole Jeff Bailey stole my skateboard and punched me in the stomach you had your reasons I'm sure I don't know what they were it was a beautiful looking skateboard and I hope you're enjoying it up in a different multiverse level And when we meet again I won't punch you I will love you Diana says I'm a very empathetic person as well That's what life's about Be empathetic Love each other Understand each other what we're here for, I think some of the best stories are just listening to people, I don't want to have diarrhea of the mouth all night, you know, I like to listen, I like to hear people's stories, because I already know my stories are fucking boring, not boring, but to me, once I've heard something, once I've lived it, you know, like, to me, the most interesting stories are the stories that, you know, quickly, I had a guy come up to me this week, and he said, he saw me playing my guitar, and he said, I was on a plane with Joe Strummer, and that's why I picked this earlier, and he said, I was on the, I was, I was on the, I was on the, I was on the plane with uh, the Clash, he said, I was on the plane with the Clash, and, uh, and he said he was a, um, a race car driver, okay, this guy was a race car driver, so they were both celebrities, and at that point, uh, they all started hanging out, and, uh, he started telling me these stories about, you know, and this was in 1983, and he's like, yeah, man, and he's like, he met the, the drummer, like, the drummer and him became really good friends, and, uh, that's when, uh, he showed me pictures of, like, his... Um uh, drumsticks, okay, this happened this week, you know, and he was just showing me, you know, you, basically, you know, history, history, and they were all, and then, oh, and then also this, I forgot, oh shit, it's gonna end soon, I gotta go, but he said this, uh, when he was, like, 15, he saw Jimi Hendrix, like, one of his last shows, and he told me all about it, and then he was telling me how he was, his friend was a photographer, and, and then he showed me a picture of him in the audience, just looking at Jimi Hendrix. And I was like, he's like, this is me. And he just had it on his phone. That's what I'm saying. Listening to people, ah, oh, they have so much to offer. I joined a writing group. Diana said, uh, writing my memoirs. I was the youngest person there. Average is 70 plus. Ah, oh, yes, my life. Oh man more than an after-school special and a Hallmark movie. Exactly, because think of all the things that we've seen. Think of all the things that, like, everything you've seen, everything you've done, how you've changed, how you become a different person, how you are one person this day and something different the next. Like, every breath is so fucking precious and time is so great. I don't want to take up any more of yours. Live your life. Enjoy it. Till next week. And like I said, I might be doing some specials this week because I'm on vacation so I might blend in out of here. So you guys have a great rest of your week. Rock and roll, what does it all mean? Connection, empathy, love, photography, staying away from people. Order 66, order 66, commence, order 66. Clash stories, Hendrix, I'm going on until they get rid of me, heck yeah, Brian, heck yeah, Diana, Darth Beita. I love seeing darts, any darts, I love, any darts, sing a song, I don't think I have time, I don't think I have a time,
2: it's gonna kick me off, it's gonna kick me off. Miss her all the time. Listens mine makes me wanna try. Only see her three times a week. Need her love for my heart to When the sun goes down, she's the one can burst this frown. Little sons of mine miss her all the time. Little sons of mine, makes me wanna try. On vacation time I don't see her I'll lose my mind only see her when the sun goes down I don't see her I'll lose this frown Leo Makes me want to try. Thank you, God.